Hey everyone, my name is Diana and I am a part of a group that advocates for destigmatizing mental health in immigrant households. This is a part two of a conversation I had with Dom and Angie, and we'll continue talking about the challenges that we face as being a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Cool, so we just gonna keep on a roll because we were on a roll before, you know. Um, we're just gonna keep going. We're gonna go with the first question that we have written down here for y'all, which is, do people treat you differently when they find out that you're part of the LGBT plus community? What have been some of the obstacles that you have faced? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> All right, so do people treat me differently? Um, yes. I want to say to some extent, like, I definitely notice like, um, the switch up in people's character when they find out like, I am pansexual, um, which is like, for no reason, in my opinion, because I have a girlfriend. So it's like, it's not like I'm gonna hit on you or anything. <laughs> but I don't know, I feel like I haven't faced explicit like discrimination or homophobia, like outside of my family. Um, but it isn't the best when you peep your friends, your so-called friends, like slowly pushing you away after they find out, or like just a tiny switch up in body language when they find out that you are alphabet gang. It's definitely one of my least favorite experiences. I think one of the earliest experiences I had was being in like a sleepover program. And I was hanging out with a bunch of girls. Um, and I finally felt like, oh my God, I found friends. <laughs> and then we were all changing into pajamas and this one girl made it her mission to go around and ask, nobody's gay here, right? Like nobody likes girls. Mind you, we were like, what, 15? And obviously I was in the bathroom, I was brushing my teeth and I suddenly felt like I had this huge sign on my forehead that just said, I'm gay. Um, and I was like, oh no, I just like men. <laughs> um, and it just sucked. And there's still that hesitancy, like when you come out to someone, like I make sure to do my research, like drop in random hints, like, oh, like this, um, like, do you support? Or like, I read this article and then just gauge the reactions. And I'm pretty sure that's like a trauma response, but like, it's a safety measure. Yeah, I definitely know where you're coming from. And that sucks though. Sounds like a really bad experience. Uh, I'm gonna give a two-parter. When I was when I was twelve, uh, thirteen, so like eighth grade, this is when MySpace was like really popping at the time. <laughs> so MySpace days, your your profile said if you were straight, bye. And I was at my friend's house, um, and his older brother was there, and he was looking at my MySpace and he saw that it said bye and he got it weirded out and I uh, was like okay seconds prior you thought I was straight you were cool and then like you find out I like men and women and you're like oh you know then you switch it up but now that I'm older and the fact that I'm married to a man it's just so like I just straight up tell anybody I don't I just tell people like yeah I'm queer um I'm married to a man and take it how you want it and like that's it so I think as you get older you do get more confident with yourself with telling people and I guess people's reactions don't affect me. Um, so to follow up with that, 
have you guys, I mean, I know you guys just explained um, your experiences and I don't know if you guys would feel comfortable, but do you guys want to talk a little bit about like some bad experience? The sleepover made you feel like you had to be really careful about who you mentioned it to. And Dom, you're like on the other side, now that you're married, you're like, I don't care who I tell. Is there like anything that you guys are like, I guess cautious about now? Not really. I'm not cautious anymore um, because it is part of everyday life now. So it's like, you can't, that's like hiding being Latinx or being black or being Asian. Like you can't hide it. Like it is part, it is a huge part of who I am. So no, I just let it out. Um, but it, you know, it's the same thing with being heterosexual, right? If if we were heterosexual, you don't tell the world like, I'm straight, I love the opposite gender. So I don't do the same thing about being pansexual either. Just like, if you're my friend, you'll tell you. If you ask me, I'll tell you. Like, So it's very just like cool, calm, collective with me. I think similarly, it's very like, um, I'm not walking around with a bi flag, but I'm not hiding it, right? I'm no longer like in the closet or anything. If it comes up, I'm much more like assured, like, okay. Um, and I think it also helps like having a support system or knowing your resources just to have that feeling of safety too. Yeah, yeah, I see what you guys mean. Um, do you think your experience was different regarding mental health compared to someone who doesn't share your identity? Like for example, in regards to like, like you versus a hetero person. My teen years, like we had like maybe one gay character in a show, but like out of like every 20 shows, you get one gay character. So it was really hard. The fact that I'm spiritual and not religious now also makes me feel more reassured that I'm okay. Like everything's gonna be okay. I don't know about you, but when I would go to the mall and I would have to like buy bras cause I had breasts. Um, I would feel so embarrassed looking at like the models, like it was like a sin or like illegal because I knew I liked women. And then I realized that there was like actual LGBTQ, like positive representation and not just targeting, targeting us as like, um, like she will steal your girlfriend or like she wants to get with her best friend. My Instagram feed is honestly like, I'm so happy with my, I mean, obviously the algorithm or whatever, like it makes it for you. But like my Instagram feed, it shows me like a lot of um, transgendered people. It shows me a lot of like queer people, a lot of like WLW like stuff. And I'm just like, yo, I love this. I love to see it. I love to see like trans people thriving. I love to see queer people thriving. And obviously my algorithm makes it like that for me. But that's besides the point, because I feel like Okay, so I mean, obviously I grew up in this generation. I've been having Instagram since it was like really, really, really new. I've been having Instagram for a couple of years now. And this is definitely not content that would have popped up um, like it does now a few years ago. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely like people are starting to feel more comfortable um, coming out. And maybe it's not even them feeling more comfortable. Maybe it's just them being like, well, I'm tired of hiding. And what I'm trying to say is I'm just happy because of that. And that makes me really happy when I see people thriving like that. Um, so that's just all I wanted to add. <laughs> okay, so do you guys want to add something to that or do you want to move on to the next question? I'm going to bounce off of that and make it you know, feel really cool that you said that um, I was smiling really hard 
can't if you can't see me i was smiling really really hard um like the whole body positivity and sexual identity positivity and now you see like queer muslims and yes you know, the trans, representation is there now yeah trans trans christians and like you finally like now it doesn't feel like going back to younger me who felt like it was a sin it's like why can't i love god and be who i am you know it was it was an internal conflict that really like kept me up at night and made me feel like i wanted to die you know and now like we have so much positivity Can you imagine supreme court like having like two trans people and one of them being muslim or an asian queer person and you know i, I want to see more of that i want to see trans police like i want to see like i want to see more like actual human beings that are just like all around the world yeah absolutely honestly i agree with that 100 percent. and i'm gonna go off on like a little tangent with that I just want to, can we talk about for a second, um, have y'all seen the music video for Montero by Lil Nas X? I love you. Call me by your name. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh, bro. He killed that. I've been listening to that nonstop lately. I know it came out a while ago, but I'm still listening to it nonstop. It's so good. And it's just like, ever since like my dad found out about like me and my girlfriend, I'm just like, bro, like, (laughs) it is what it is. I'm happy. You should be happy for me. Like, I'm still going to live my life. I don't care who it pisses off. Like, I don't care what Christians are pissed off, what conservative people are pissed off about it. That's it. That's my little rant. (laughs) Um, Do any of y'all want to add something or y'all want to move on? (laughs) No, I'm really happy. Like, I'm going to jump on to Lil Nas X being the, the subject right now having that representation again it's like so cool now like the younger generation because even though i'm almost 30 like i still bump to Lil nas x we bump to him all the time in my house in the car like he's awesome um and me also like song into songwriting and went to school for music like i really appreciate his lyricism and he's got some like really you know sexual you know it's a very sexual song i mean this song is about getting with another person of the same gender yeah. so uh Yeah, I really love that. And I think the youth really need that to just be yourself and the fact that you can make it and still be yourself. And the thing I love most about it is how unapologetic he is about it. Like when he was getting so much backlash because of the music video, he was like, okay, and I love that. I love that for him. Oh, he's such an icon. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh, I can't. All right. Anyways, (laughs) anyways, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. So I think this might be our last question, guys. So go hard. Go as hard as you want to be with this question. What would you say to your younger self in regards to your mental health? Yeah, let it marinate. Take the time you need, guys. (laughs) I'm a quick marinator, I guess. Definitely, it's been on my mind a lot. So just breathe and surround yourself with good energy, good people. Being from Newark, New Jersey, and me being an artist and queer it was just, it was too much. And I just, I couldn't find that group. I, I just, I've jumped from so many different things and trying to figure out who I am. But, you know, eventually I got there. So I would definitely tell my younger self, like, just breathe. Everything will work out and just keep 
just keep aiming for the energy that you always want to be around because that's the energy that's going to push you further in all aspects of life. I love that. Andy, do you want to go ahead? Sure. Um, I think I tell my younger self that uh, your mental illnesses or mental obstacles, whatever it may be, doesn't define you. And um, that seeking help isn't a sign of weakness. Um, and that even if your crazy Latino parents are thinking that, you know, Latinos don't go to therapists, like that doesn't work. Um, it's still good to at least try it out. And I think it ended off with just saying you're still deserving of love, even if you don't, if you don't love yourself right now, because, you know, world's pretty much sucks. And if you're not loving yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. That is very sweet. And I love that. Um, if I was going to go ahead to answer the question, um, I would want to tell myself that everything is okay. Everything is okay then. Like everything was okay then. Everything is okay now. There's no need to worry about the future. There's no need to worry about what you're going to be like, because at the end of the day, it's you and you're going to be great you know, you're, you're going to be who you are. And some people may not like that, but the right people will. And that's all you need to worry about, that there are people like you out there. You belong here, just like everyone else. Sometimes it may not feel like that, but you are loved, honestly. And just be patient with yourself. Don't try to rush into things because <laughs> everything is going to work out the way it needs to. So just have a little faith in something beyond you I hear so much like support and reassurance that we would want to hear as our younger selves I think we didn't get that as kids because we had too many identities going on and like we were constantly trying to find where we fit that we kind of just lost our own like way but yeah yeah absolutely I feel like as a kid I used to want to I mean, I guess every kid at some point wants to just like fit into their friend group or whatever, fit into like what's going on around you. But the truth is like, you're not gonna meet your soulmate friend at like in third grade and stay with them forever. Like that's just not how it works realistically. I mean, if it does for you, like go off. No one's judging you. No one's gonna say anything, happy for you. But for the most part, like you're an individual and you're not meant to be a part of the herd. You're meant to be individual. You're meant to be yourself. And whatever that means to you, that's what you're meant to step into, right? Like you're not supposed to be following what your friends are doing or whatever, what Instagram is doing. Just do what makes you happy. As an adult now, like now I'm 21 and I'm still doing little things that younger Diana would love to do and just didn't do because I didn't have the chance to. Like I'm, I'm decorating, my, I'm not home right now, but I'm decorating my dorm with like little stickers, little quotes. I got like flowers in my room. Like I'm doing little things that make me happy and would have made little Diana happy. And I feel like as an adult, it's really important for you to get back to what makes the inner child in you happy. And I'll leave it at that, that's me. Amen, dude. <laughs> All right, guys, with that, I think we're done with our part two of this podcast. So is there any last words that you guys want to say? Anything you want to add? 
anything you want to um, throw out there, make known. Shout out to y'all for listening. Who's ever listening. I hope this is healing. I hope this is enlightening and inspires you to, to do good things. Yeah. Yeah. I think the youth need to hear it because you're going to one day grow up and to just be happy because they have more representation and their voices are heard. And you're not alone. And you are loved as always, even though you may not feel that right now, even though you're probably just watching this from your laptop or your phone, or you're just like listening to us on like Spotify or something. We care about you. Obviously, at some point we were you, right? So don't ever feel alone. We out here and stay happy, my gente. Stay kind, stay blessed. In today's episode, we learned that sometimes the way people treat us changes once they know about our identity and we can sense that. We also learned that the mental health experiences of the LGBTQ plus folks tend to differ from someone who doesn't share that identity. And finally, we would like to tell our younger selves that everything will be okay and to not worry and to just be yourself, as cliche as that may sound. <laughs> The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention realizes that the experiences of the LGBTQ plus youth differ from those who are heterosexual and offer lots of resources for LGBTQ plus folks and for their parents, friends, and educator. Link will be in the description as always.